So welcome back and thanks for tuning in again. This is Through Lisa's Eyes, One World, Numerous Lives. This is already the fifth episode. I'm so excited to have you back here. This podcast is all about talking to my international friends and sharing inspirational stories with you guys. And I've got another really interesting friend with me, which I'm so excited about. It's Jeremy. Actually, we're tuning in to the States today, which is exciting because it's the first episode we're doing with the States. <laughs> and we actually met, it's already five years, I think. Yes, already five years ago. He was actually back then my Airbnb host, which is such a cool start of a cool friendship. And we kept in touch the whole time and shared so many amazing moments, uh, shared a lot of motivational moments. When I was nervous for my first interview, <laughs> for my first job, you were actually the one uh, picking me up and building me up and motivating me to not be nervous and to believe in myself. So I still cherish that so much and I'm happy to have you with me. So hi, Jeremy. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> I, that's a great story. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I just remembered actually when I was like thinking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to talk to you, and I just remembered. Yeah, it, the crazy part is it really been five years. It's been five years. Yeah. That's nuts. It's been 2014. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy, right? Especially thinking how it all started. Yeah, because it was such a great time. I was actually back then. I was in Las Vegas for a America trip, Las Vegas, and a couple more destinations. Um, and then decided to quickly head over to San Diego, which we're tuning in right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just stayed over there for 48 hours, right? Yeah, it was a real quick trip. The the funny thing is, Germans always came for Las Vegas, San Diego, <laughs> Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Uh -huh. Like. In some form, in that, I don't know, they mixed up the order, but generally speaking, yeah. <laughs> so when they stay with me, like, all right, you're from Germany? Okay, and let me guess, you went to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Francisco. <laughs> Where do you just come from? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did LA and San Francisco earlier, like 2009 with my family. We did like a road trip on the West Coast, so I had those covered, but I was still missing San Diego, so I was happy to head over there. But 48 hours, um, yeah, obviously wasn't long enough. But thanks to you, I got to see the most, I think. Yeah, I did the best I could, right? Yeah, you, yeah, seriously, like we arrived and you told us right away to head over to the sunset spot and then to go over to another place. And then the next day you took us for this amazing walk at the beach and you showed us like this cool smoothie place and all of that. So that's so cool. That's what I love about Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You get to interact with local people, meet nice people. Mm -hmm. I travel, I try to stay Airbnbs and so I can meet people, stay on some couch. I've stayed on a couch before. Yeah, it's amazing if uh, this actually leads into a very deep friendship, which is so cool that this developed like it and I'm so happy about it. Yeah, I'm still so happy that we're still in contact and get to share so many amazing moments and stories with each other and get to share so many motivational quotes and just motivational talks with each other. <laughs> yeah, you've had a, a great career. I remember when you're scared and now look at you, you work for an ad agency for Dufonza. Yeah, yeah, things things change, things change. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess like if you believe in yourself and if you constantly work and push yourself, then um, you're just capable of doing so many quick and amazing steps. It doesn't have to take you long to get to a place. Like if you just put, keep pushing and just keep working hard, then it can happen just like that. Agreed. I'm really excited about this talk to you because um, what I'm so excited and also interested in 
you told me beforehand, obviously I know a lot about you because we've been friends for five years, but there's still so many things that I don't know. And you already told me beforehand that you're gonna share some things with me and with the listeners. And this is like really, this is an honor for me kind of because I get to know so much more about you and you get to share so much on here now, which I haven't even heard. So that makes this episode really special for me actually. Yeah, there's lots of things in there that there's reasons of what I'm the way I am good and bad. I did a lot of bad things and things that will probably shock you, which I'm open to sharing. I always share because that was something that I did at the time. Um, yeah. I think that it also helps people um, identify with, you know, it doesn't matter where you're in your life. You could be, people compare each other, right? We are, it's always comparison that I can do it too. Right. And so, um, yeah, there it just depends on where it goes. And, and my life is an open book. So I look forward to this. How long have you actually been in San Diego? Because I don't even know that. My entire life. Your entire life. 38 years. Born yeah. and raised. Oh. Born and raised. I can't leave here. How could you leave San Diego? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> silly question. <laughs> yeah, but I actually, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, like, I mean, it gets 50 degrees here, 60 degrees, and I'm bundled up, and you would probably be in shorts, you know? <laughs> like, we, it's, we're so spoiled with sunshine. And what I really love about San Diego that people don't realize is, like, most people see the touristy stuff, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we're only two hours away from, like, the mountains, the desert. So anything that you want to do is just a short drive away. That's cool. I'll, I'll definitely have to come back and see more because it nearly hasn't been long enough at all <laughs> when I was there. I just caught like a little glimpse. <laughs> no, it was fast. And it, but then when you yeah. were here, it was really nice. So we got to do lots of things. And then the, that's the thing is like the sunshine. It's always sunny here in San Diego. Yeah, so you are actually like taking on your own podcast as well. You have your own podcast. You're sharing so many motivational things with how did you actually get there to like have this motivation, this inner drive. I had my certain moments when I felt like I want to share things with others and I want to motivate others and inspire others. Can you still remember when was like the final moment where you thought, hey, I really feel like I've got something to say here and I got power and stories to, uh, to share with people and that could actually help people? So... I quit drinking nine years ago and I started posting thankful Thursdays as just like I would write like a thankful Thursday. And now it's metamorphosized into a video with my seven year old son. So I've been doing them for a long time, but I have a group of friends um, that are all in the personal development, self-help genre. So one of my friends is Sean Stevenson. He's three feet tall uh, in a wheelchair. Yeah. I've seen him in videos. Yeah. And so um, I've surrounded myself with people like that and I just kind of plugged along. And then finally they, they said, Jeremy, you have, like, you have to share your message. And, and one of my friends literally got on me and said, you're an asshole. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, huh? do you realize like the power of your story and what you've done? And yeah. you're, not, you're not choosing to help people. And I've, I've done a couple speeches, but I found podcasting is so much more fun. I love conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the twists and turns that it takes because you never know. And it, to me, is a real representation of communication. Because mm-hmm. right? when you meet someone, you start talking, you have no idea where it's going to go. And then you learn and you become vulnerable because I really feel like those vulnerable moments that you share with each other is where a human connection happens. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, all right, I'm going to go for it. It's podcast time. And it's like the most modern thing to do at this time. It's still like very new. Not many people have, uh, have taken it on yet. But it's getting more and more, obviously. And um, it's amazing that you do that. And um, I've been following your Thankful Thursdays along. It's really great what you're doing there. <laughs> and congrats for quitting drinking nine years ago. That's that's very amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was. I had to do it, right? I was hiding. The reason I drank is so, and I'll just tell the story. I was 
pretending to be something that I wasn't. So Mm -hmm. when I was just before 21, I got my heart broke by a girl because I was too nice. I was called too nice. And I say that quotations, you can't see my fingers, but (laughs) imagine quotation marks. (laughs) The way that I took that, it was that I wasn't a man. And Mm -hmm. in my upbringing, my dad ridiculed me all the time and called me names because of the way that I dressed. And I, I never left the house without like I ironed my clothes. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, there was no wrinkles. And so he would call me names. And I, when, when I got called too nice, I felt like, okay, I'm not a man. So how does, how do I become a man? And so I started to drink because I came up with a theory that I needed to drink as much as I could sit with as many women as I could and fight. Cause that's what men do. Yeah. Yes. So from 21 to 29 was this crazy period of hedonism, of parties and fights and women and just craziness all the time. And to get to that point, I would have to drink because I, that's not who I am as a, a normal person. So what ended up happening, there was lots of episodes of me getting in fights, going to jail. And finally, the last day, I almost wrecked the car that I was a passenger in by kicking wow. the steering wheel. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I just decided at that time that I didn't need alcohol. And that's not who I was. And I was going to take a stand on that day nine years ago, nine some odd, you know, that I was going to be the man that I always thought I could be. And I stood in front of a mirror and literally heard my dad's voice. And my dad's voice, <laughs> this is kind of a funny quote. He said, one day, son, you're going to have to stand in front of the mirror, drop your pants and figure out what kind of man you really are. Yeah. So <laughs> I knew that he didn't mean that figuratively. Like, I'm not going to just drop my pants. But I stood and I had a conversation with myself face to face and figure out what kind of man did I represent? Because the easy way was just to keep drinking. That's very strong. Like, I would have just, I, I probably did I didn't know like everything that I wanted in my life had to happen. I had to face all the the bad things that I had done. And I also had to forgive myself. Of course, that's the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to forgive myself. You're absolutely right, Lisa, because I had to sit and think about all the bad things I had done and then take a moment, forgive myself and say, no, that's not who I am. This is who I am. And it was like, okay, here's the plan. Like, we're not going to drink anymore. What's the next step? Where did you even get the strength at that point? Because I would expect like being so um, occupied with yourself and being so occupied with self-criticism, with anxieties. Um, where did you even find that strength? Easy. I was standing there knowing who I am. Like I knew yeah. exactly. I literally made a decision and stopped. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like if I, if I do this, this is how my life is going to look. Yeah. And two weeks previously before the last time I drank, I actually hung out with some homeless people on the street drinking with them. Oh, wow. And so I had, yeah, it was like the ghost of Christmas future, right? Yeah, like yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. I had my own moment where I sat with them and I drank. That just happened like that? Or was it like a um, move that you did at that time to put yourself in that situation to maybe confront yourself with it? Or No, no, no. So I went to a, uh, a football game, an American football game. I got off the trolley and they were sitting right there and I had some... Okay some alcohol left like oh here and so i sat with them on the street like literally like a homeless person and we drank together Mm -hmm. it left a big mark on my my being because it was like here is what you will become because there's times you run out of excuses like you have to face yourself that's the thing is like all personal development anything you're going through whether it's alcohol abuse an abusive relationship like that's probably the biggest thing is people get caught in relationships Mm -hmm. where they know they don't belong Right. Like and you start to become something that you don't want to admit mm-hmm. and you start lying to yourself and then you lie to everyone else because you're, you're trying to make this thing true. Same thing with booze and alcohol. You become mm-hmm. something you're not and then you keep lying to yourself. But, you know, deep down inside and th- there becomes that self-hatred and loathing. And I was at that point like I that night in the car, I could have killed random people. Like had we 
when we veered across the freeway, imagine if the car crashed into a family van and then everyone died but me. Yeah, I mean, you hear you hear about those stories like all the time on the news. Yeah, they're crazy, right? And I sat there and I thought like, there's this can't happen anymore. Like, I'm not only am I killing myself, but I'm putting other people in danger. And that's not who I am as a person. And so that was it. Wow. And I haven't looked back. Congratulations. It's so powerful. It's so strong. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, because it takes so much to actually stand up for yourself and to look yourself in the eye, in the mirror in this case, and tell yourself, hey, that's not who I am. I want to be someone else. And this is so powerful because that actually explains how you are always capable and able to say, I am choosing differently right now. Everything else happening around me, all the excuses, everything else I'm putting uh, first, but then actually being true to yourself and standing there and saying to yourself, hey, listen to yourself, really look deep inside. You're fooling yourself right now. Just look at yourself and this is not what you want. And you, I am choosing differently right now. And I find it so like, whenever you talk to people, I think this is like the most important and most significant and vital thing that people just lie to themselves all their lives sometimes because that's the easier way. It's always, it's always easier to deny, it's always easier to find excuses, it's always easier to just look away from yourself, look, look away from what you're doing, because actually facing that would be so hard and would be so hurtful that a lot of people can't bear it. I actually think that, in my opinion, it's not always the easiest way, but people think it's the easiest way, because to me it's energy. You can focus your energy, and it could, but it could go the other way. It's just a matter of making that decision, and people are so afraid of change. So energy is energy to me. So if you just make that decision, which you're capable of, and you know, and that your gut, right, your intuition, we're all born with it, and you feel it, and you know it. And when you go against that, then things keep happening to you, right? There, it's no coincidence that if you're going against yourself and doing things you know aren't right, bad things happen yeah. without fail, Right. And so mm -hmm. the easy thing is to say, no, this is who I am. No, I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And it's that first step of like, no, that's it. And then you just change. You believe in yourself. But that's where your I call it your pit crew, your friends, your best friends. Mm -hmm. That's where they come in. Right. You mm -hmm. pick those people in your life, because if you're in that stuck in that mud and the muck of, of no, I can't do this. I can't. You reach out and like, Lisa, you're my friend. What is it that you've seen me? What? Why are you friends with me? Right. Or you take a step back and you look at your friends and you're like, wow, Lisa's my friend. She's this, this. Well, Lisa's not going to be friends with people that are terrible. So a couple of things happen. Like you could look at your friends and be like, oh, my gosh, that's why I'm I look at my friends. My friends are terrible as a direct mirror of me. I need new friends. They always say like your circle kind of like defines you, don't they? 100%. I'm a firm <laughs> yeah. believer that you're you are a mirror. Everything is a mirror of you. It could be your yeah. your significant other your friends like it is a direct mirror of you so you can find yourself like i have bad friends or you have great friends and you're stuck in a rut and you they pull you up that's what friends should do is pull you up and edify you and fulfill you with all this passion and energy and love and belief because we i don't care who you are we all go through it right there are times we get yeah. scared the time we get sad and we don't believe in ourselves it doesn't matter that's when your friend's like no no no, no. wait a second Hold on. I'm sure, Lisa, you have a two friend, right? You you can think right now oh, in your head and everyone listening about, oh, who's my friend? And in fact, I would invite you to, when you're done listening to this, text them and tell them you love them. Yeah, I've met this ex experience as well. Like whenever I had hard times in my life, the most important thing is that you have your friends holding you kind of 
and leading you your way. So what I always felt like it doesn't help if your friends tell you what to do. Sometimes they can advise you in a way, but uh, in the end, you're going to make the decision for yourself and you're going to find your way. And that's always how it was for me. Like if, I, if someone had told me, okay, Lisa, right now you got to do this. It doesn't help you. Like you have to figure it out yourself. But what is so important and so crucial is that you have your friends holding you and kind of like pushing you the right way and then actually leading you and you are thereby translating in your head and understanding which way you're supposed to go. And I find that's like the, the most important balance you got to have in life that you have those people in your life and those things in your life. It can also be things, it can be projects and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like training wheels when you're riding a bike. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, side to side, like, like I, I could do it, I could do it. And then the training wheels come off and you're riding the bike. How was it back then for you? Like, did you have a lot of friends uh, doing that for you at that moment? Or did you really have to push through it all by yourself? And then everything developed from there, like getting healthier relationships and building up your friendships and everything. Because I can imagine like what you just explained those years you went through that that must have also been hard for friendships and to keep that alive and must have been like a hard thing to go through. Yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of friends, but there was those core friends knew who I was as a person. And Sean that we were talking about, he helped me, you know, he gave me a video That's to great. watch. And I also had my my younger sister was addicted to alcohol and, and methamphetamine and actually was a, had been raped a couple of times and been a prostitute. Oh God. Yeah, she has a beautiful story and she's been sober 11 years. So she was sober before me. Wow. So I had someone close to me and, and just a side note, you can look up Jamie Del Fierro and she has a beautiful speech and talk about redefining your moment. And you can de redefine your moment like we talked about that choice. So we're going through struggle, redefine your moment. So I had my sister, I had Sean, and I had a couple other good close friends that stayed with me. And they said, you know what, we believe in you. And that was an interesting thing that happened is I quit on that Sunday. The next Friday, I was out dancing at the club. And people were trying to give me, just mind you, I'm usually the life of the party. I'm uh -huh. the guy. I own a happy hour magazine. This like we go to the club. I'm the one who got everyone there. It's so for me to stop drinking was a big deal. And everyone's trying to buy me shots. And I kept saying, no, 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 I, I'm done. I'm done. No one beat me. And it took about six months for people to say, holy smokes, you're serious. And I said, yeah, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done drinking. So I had good friends and it was just part of it was me by myself. Like I put myself into the fire because I wanted to test my own resolve. Like I know what I'm made of. And I know what I can face. And, and that experience has been such a beautiful experience because I've seen the deepest, darkest parts of my soul. And I know that I can come back. So their life has been great. And it's keep putting that mojo out there. Life's going to be great. But if something ever happened, I can reference point, you know, like I know, yeah. you know, because Lisa, there was a time in my life when I didn't have any food. My car got repossessed. I was barely paying my rent. Like it was as bad as it could get. Thinking back to that and knowing that you can build yourself up and build the life you want. That's very impressive because I see you today. I met you at a point where I think you had a lot of things built up. You have your beautiful house, you have your beautiful son, beautiful relationship. And so it's amazing. And of course, seeing you like how you go through life with this positive energy. I mean, I'm looking at you right now. The <laughs> listeners can't see you, but you're always like glowing with light and with like positivity and actually hearing your story now even more because a lot of these things I didn't know before it makes it so much more significant to look at you and to see all this positivity coming up. That's amazing because I, I, I know so many people and they just have like 
a constant, I don't know, just go through life kind of like leveled. That's what we call it often. And I find it so amazing that people can shine from within them. And you're one of these people. And this is amazing oh. after hearing this story. Seriously. Well, thank you. And I mean, I mean, the thing is that everyone can be that way. We all yeah. have that inside of us. It's yeah. just a choice. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things happen to me, too. I just choose to look at them differently, right? I choose to just, I have a different filter because that's the thing is we all have filters and our parents teach us filters and you go out in life and you get more filters and it's, sorry, that's the dog. Um, <laughs> there's filters everywhere and you get to choose which filter you put on. Just like you could, if you're watching TV or, you know, you can change the channel you take a step back and like, okay, what's great about this? Or if something mm -hmm. happens, what's funny about it? Not take life so seriously. Yeah, I can see within my friends that they have like similar life situations. But then whenever I look at them, they chose their own way, kind of. So I have my one friend, like her parents split up. She never had any money to support her. She always had to pay for everything herself. Yet she managed to do it all so amazingly. And she's becoming a doctor right now. And she's like supporting herself. That's actually the girl from the first episode, my, one of my best friends. And uh, she's living in Glasgow in Scotland. She's been living there for 10 years, funding herself completely. And so I find it really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, you could choose to look at it really bad and say, what was me? I can't believe this happened to me. Oh my gosh, and cry and go through all that. And then what's going to happen with your life? You're going to be stuck in that depression. Or you can sit back and say, why did this happen to me? Okay, what's the lesson I learned? How can I grow from it? Like literally, what? why did this happen? Because you're really in charge of it yourself. The way you interpret it, even like this is one of the lessons I've been teaching my son, is that, you know, oh, daddy, this person called me this. And I'm like, okay, who's in charge of the way that makes you feel? Because that's just a word, right? So Dylan, that's a word. You get to choose how you feel about that. Is that word true? Like, what story are you telling yourself, son? Like, is that, are you, and it, like, I forget, the, it was some made up word. He's in first grade. So, like, <laughs> is that even a word? And just teaching him that concept of like everything that happens to us, we get to choose how we react or you can react or respond. And I, I'd rather choose to respond. That's not saying that I don't react because I'm, I'm, I'm a human being, right? Like there are things or times and I say things that I don't mean. We, we all do, right? Or, of course, we're not perfect. Yeah. No. Yeah, I guess it's always your choice if, if you want to let it in or not. Like it's always in your power. And um, I guess that's one of the most yeah vital things that it always depends on you. If you let it in, if you accept it for you, when someone says something to you, it can be a word, can be a negative uh, critique or whatever, negative feedback or just something really mean. It's always up to you if you're just saying, hey, I'm just choosing to not let that in, like because it doesn't affect me. I know I'm not like that. And I'm sorry if you feel like that. And I'm sorry if you got to say those words to me um, deep inside. I know I'm not like that. And I'm choosing to just not let it in. Yeah. And so whatever you decide, you get to be yeah. right. And I like to do things every once in a while and write out like, what are the pluses and minuses of the way that I feel that I'm being right? So what are, what are my advantages in life? Yeah. Like, what are my gifts? I can tell you right off the top of my head, I know that my energy and my personality, my charisma, my three favorite things about myself. So how do I become more of that? I just do things that I love and I don't do things that I don't love. And what I found too is when I start going down that dark place, and here's a tip for your listeners. If you're going to a dark place, you're not feeling good about yourself, start handing out genuine compliments. Find people. It could be random, your coworkers, your friends. If you start yeah. giving out compliments, you will start your whole energy and being will change. When you put out positive energy, you receive positive energy back. Mm-hmm. And people also, it's natural to give compliments to people that you see in yourself, like you see in them. Yeah. So then you start feeling good about yourself because subconsciously you're like, oh, well, Lisa's ambitious. Well, so am I. 
right? I, I'm ambitious too, right? And so go out and give compliments and hugs. I'm a big fan of hugs. I got <laughs> human touch and human, and not everyone's like that, right? Like if, I don't know if you've, you ever looked into the five love languages? Oh yeah, just read it, loved it. Yeah, okay, so I'm physical touch and quality time. Those are my top. What about yourself? I'm quality time and bit of uh, words of affirmation, I think. Uh huh. <laughs> so if you're listening, you haven't ever heard of it, look up the five love languages, it will change your life. It's one of the best books, seriously. I was so blown away, I loved it all the way. Yeah, I mean that book and then I think The Miracle Morning. Oh yeah, I read The Miracle Morning beginning beginning of this year. I already started the year with a, like a lot of positive energy, but that book was just a final kick. And I was just like, from there, whoosh, it's amazing. I love that book. Yeah, I mean, it changed my life. And it really yeah. got my morning because my mornings are really the only time I can control. And it lets me start my day the way that I want. And so, like, for example, when I wake up, I meditate and I go for a walk and I walk to Sunset Cliffs. And during that time, I'm not a big reader, but I'm, I'm more auditory. So I listen to audiobooks. So by the time I get back home, 45 minutes later, I've already exercised, I've meditated, and I've listened to something good, which is part of the miracle morning. Amazing. I also started meditating, and I set my um, alarm an hour earlier, and I've been doing that constantly, so it's amazing. It feels good, doesn't it? It feels amazing, yeah. I also started like taking my bike uh, to work and uh, listening to podcasts on the way. And so that already like lets you start the day with so much positive energy that you, if there are negative things happening later on, you already had like a positive start kind of. So it just can't tear you down that much. <laughs> just empowering to have a startup because most yeah. people get to work and they, they're they not in control of what happens at work, mm -hmm. right? Like you get home and even um, having a family, Dylan doesn't get up until 6.45, 6.30. You know, if I wake up at five, I got an hour and a half to myself to, to do what I choose to do, you know? You know, my wife takes care of some things and allows me to do that, and, and it's so huge. Actually, I'm interviewing Hal, the owner, the uh, author of Miracle Morning. I made friends with him at a conference. And I'm gonna wow. have him on okay. my podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my God. Yes. Um, June 19th, I'm recording an episode with Hal Elrod on my podcast. That's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like smiling from one ear to the other right now. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it too. I mean, I have lots of great episodes recorded with some great people. But the fact that that book, yeah, I met him at the Genius Network two years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, he likes mixed martial arts. And my family owns a gym. And my brother-in-law is um, a top, he's in the top three coaches in the whole world for mixed martial arts. Okay, interesting. And so Hal knew who he was. And he knew a bunch of our fighters on our team. And so like him and I hit it off and I saw him the first year and I was a volunteer. And last year it was my second year as a volunteer. And he sees Jeremy and like, gives me a hug. And like, I got his own personal cell phone number. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Miracle Morning, uh, you should definitely get it. I got a third book, actually. The Power of Now. Have you read it? Yep. Amazing as well, right? Yes. And I would add, okay, let's keep, let's go top five, right? So then I would <laughs> Mindset by Carol Dweck. Have you read that? No, I haven't read that, no. Mandatory. And the fifth one, and this is always, I think, the, the entry level and starter book to self-help, um, The Four Agreements. Because The Four Agreements are, are, are amazing. It's like, don't take anything personal. Always do your best. Shoot. Of course, I don't remember the four. Anyways, you can Google The Four Agreements. They're amazing. And then Carol Dweck, the whole book, the premise of the book is, are you a victim mindset or growth mindset? And it talks about all different ways on how to raise your children and the words you use, the way you talk to yourself. And a big word is like I use with Dylan in the, in the book, for example, we'll just talk about raising children. 
talks about actually being honest with your children when they're, when they're not doing well at something. You could say, you're not very good at this yet. And you use the mm-hmm. word yet because that allows them time to grow into it. Instead of saying, you suck, you know, you're not very good at this yet, but here's how we're going to get better. And it just, the whole book is about growth mindset and establishing that growth mindset. So again, back to everything that's happened to me, it's how you look at it. So I come from a growth mindset rather than, oh my gosh, it's your fault. Like, I can't believe you did that to me. Like, no, what's, what's my responsibility in this? And it's more empowering, right? To, to have responsibility and it's hard, but at the same time, that means you get to fix it. And the interesting part is like, you build it up yourself. Because I remember like when I was a teenager, I wasn't self-confident at all. Like I was just a little bit feeling weird. I was always tall when I was a teenager. Like I I was already like really (laughs) tall when I was 14. (laughs) So for those who don't know, I'm quite tall. (laughs) And uh, so back then I wasn't self-confident. So that really made me feel really weird oftentimes. I don't even remember when I developed the self-confidence I have now and when I developed the drive I have now and I always like when I am looking back I'm always just looking at my story and just keep looking at all the years that have gone by and how I basically added with each year I added more power I added more happiness I added more self-reflecting how do you call that reflection (laughs) self-reflection yeah of course So yeah, but that's a decision and that's something, uh, that's your journey basically. So you don't wake up one day and um, just decide. Of course you can decide, but it's not that easy to be like all negative and then one day you're 100% positive. It's a journey you're on. It's an active decision you make and it's an active choice you make to be positive, to be empowering to yourself and to just push further and to just build that up. And then it takes time, but it's so amazing once it clicks, like, I actually got to a point when I was my uh, on my around the world trip when I really felt like okay now I've reached a level I can't go back from so basically whatever happens now I can't fall down from this level and before that I I built myself up already I've done so much personal development but in that time I really hit that one point where I was like yeah you climbed the mountain and you're going to keep climbing from here but you can't fall down whatever happens you can't and that's amazing to realize like once that happened, I had so much power and happiness within me that whatever happened around me, it wouldn't ever push me down. I, I agree with you 100%. I admire the fact that you went on a world trip by yourself, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For anyone travel knows how stressful that can be. But then you learn so much about yourself. And I think it's because you're forced into situations where you have to have courage. Mm-hmm. You're scared and you're really fearful. And this is a trick that I use for, for things when I get really scared about things. 15 seconds of insane courage. Okay. I just gotta be nuts for 15 seconds. Because <laughs> fear is really, and my friend Peter Scott teaches about fearlessness and how to live a fearless life. Because living a fearless life is not the absence of fear, it's just moving forward. He says fear is the only thing get, that gets smaller as you run towards it. Because mm-hmm. it's true, like you yeah. had that fear and you built a story inside of your head about something and then you do it and you're like, oh man, not that bad after all. Like going to the gym for the first time, right? You go to the gym, you're like, oh, okay. But then you go to the gym consistently for six months. All of a sudden you got muscles and you look different than you did before. And it's the same thing for living, being positive. If you are negative, you start with a little bit and then you st- a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you, you have a positive lifestyle and you've changed your mindset. I read this interesting uh, method in a book. Uh, which was all about productivity and just saying like if you can't wait for the moment like let's say you're a writer and you want to write a book and you can't wait for that moment where you're going to feel like oh yes right now i'm feeling like so much creativity 
this is the moment I'm gonna start. You're just gonna have to start and then it's all gonna come with that. So whenever you don't feel that productivity, just sit down on your desk anyways and just start with little something and then it'll build up from there. Um, you just start with that one thing and then that triggers the next thing. And so that's amazing, it's actually worked perfectly for me. Most of the times when I, after work, I come home, I had like a 10 hour day, I'm exhausted, but I still wanna do so much stuff and I wanna work on my private projects. I don't feel like, oh yes, let's do this. I'm, I'm motivated, yes, but I could also just watch Netflix and just go to bed. <laughs> but I'm just saying, hey, sit down on that desk and just start. And then suddenly, like four hours in, I have to command myself to go to bed because I'm so motivated. <laughs> well, don't forget, it's okay to rest too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I actually have to tell myself that. <laughs> yeah, and I, what I would do too is, one of the things that helped me when I started along this journey is journaling and getting out a, a journal and writing because there are things that people don't really want to admit to their friends. There are certain things, but you have to get them out. And so journaling and writing about them and just getting, you know, a notebook or whatever you have, piece of paper and just start writing with no real agenda is very therapeutic. And if it's something really bad and you really just want to get it off your chest, I recommend going to the sink and, and lighting it on fire, lighting that piece of paper on fire and watching it burn. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I did it with a bunch of my stuff and it's literally you watch it yeah. and I say to myself, these are my thoughts. I'm letting them go. And I would wow. watch it and I would feel so much better. It was just something about watching them burn away like they didn't exist yeah. anymore just a great way to get it out because you've got to get it out you got to start flushing your system of all that stuff you can't hold on to it because if you do that's when that's when bad things happen it's like a volcano mm. you hold on to all the bad stuff then there's that little fizzer little fizzer and then one day something sets you off and you explode and explosion to you could be anything from a, a huge breakdown crying at work or what you know in the car right who the train it doesn't matter what that mm -hmm. is but that that breakdown is coming. Have you heard of the book The Artist's Way? I have. I have not read it or listened to it. It's really great. It's really great. And um, actually, one of the um, methods they tell you to do that is that you sit down every morning and you write down, handwritten, you write down three pages. And that's supposed to set you straight for the day. So you just like, you don't think about it. You don't think about what you're writing. You don't think about problems. You just put everything that comes to your mind down. And that's supposed to clear your head. And I did that actively for three months, I think. You put just all that gibberish in your head down. And then after that, and it, there's something about putting it down with your handwriting, because it's really like you're getting it out of your head and you're putting it on the paper. And after that, seriously, your head is more focused and you're more clear. And that actually where creativity starts then, because you've got more space in your head to think straight and to think creative. And it's amazing. I can really recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to give that a go. They also have like more exercise, they um, give you more exercise to do. So that's just one thing you're constantly supposed to do. And then like for every chapter, there's like uh, exercises you're supposed to do. And also like thinking about negative people in your life, doing like an inner circle about your positive people and then negative people. I, I openly invite people to look at and assess their friends and family. And are they good for your life? Or are they toxic for your life? You know what? If you want to go up, you better have some people that are running with you side by side and that can help you. And when you fall down, that can help carry you. And like, who, who's the type of person that you are? Who's the type of person that you want to become? Write it down. I mean, so I, that led me to like, that's how I got my wife. Like after my last, my, my relationship before her, I got out a piece of paper and I wrote down every little thing that I wanted in her. Mm -hmm. I mean, every trait, every physical, emotional, everything like down, mm -hmm. on, down. On, it was almost like two pages. And then I looked at it and said, you know what, 
who's the man that I need to become to get this woman in my life? And I met her shortly after. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's really interesting because like I did that, I met her and then I came to Europe and I did that trip. I, there was one person I had to say, you know, sorry to the last person for all the bad things I did. I said, sorry. It was on the trip that I saw you in Hamburg. Yeah, yeah. And that trip, I came home, I found my energy, right? Because I went, when I traveled, I had forgotten about my energy and I'd forgotten about my gift and it kept happening in Europe. Hamburg, for example, is a perfect example. I was literally in a bar by myself dancing. I can't speak German, right? What? <laughs> right? I, I'm just, I'm going to go have fun. And I'm dancing. And this guy came up and said, hey, you look like you're fun. Me and my friend are going to go meet uh, a couple of friends. Would you like to come with us? And I started talking to him. He's like, I just felt your energy. You just have yeah, this energy amazing. about you. And they're like, whoa, that's so awesome. And I was out in Hamburg till like six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I would have come. Like I was sick back then, right? So I couldn't come. Yeah. yeah but we, we met anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, and I agree with that. Like um, it's the energy you carry with you that influence so many people. Like I always feel that when I'm traveling um, because oftentimes you don't have much time to really get an impression about someone. And so sometimes you're even just sitting at a ferry terminal or something, you just got 15 minutes, but your energy just sets someone off and then you just hit it off. And then suddenly you're engaging into like really deep talks about life within 10 minutes <laughs> because yeah. that's all the time you got. <laughs> and uh, I'm learning more and more that those uh, talks and that time spent is so much more quality time than anything else. So I'm kind of like, that's kind of like what I need to consume to uh, be this balanced and happy in life. Well, the thing is like, the perfect example of that is our friendship. Like, yeah. you stayed at my house and we just have you and, you know, Zeus. Dog. Well, yeah, dog is, uh, <laughs> welcome to the dog. <laughs> the friendship that we, we developed, you know, together. And that was just from really 48 hours. Yeah, from nothing. <laughs> thing is, like, it was 48 hours, but it was instantaneous, right? Open the door, like, we started talking, like, oh, you're cool. Let's hang out. And then we all, we, you know, we all yeah. went and hung out. We had such a grand time. And so it's that energy. There's, It doesn't matter what country, what language. You know this. No matter where you travel, you can't speak the language, but you can interact with people, right? Mm -hmm. And with a smile or hand gestures. <laughs> now there's Google Translate, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm always on flight mode, like whenever I'm in a different country. So I had several situations where I could have maybe used a translator, but I didn't and just had to go with it. But yeah, yeah. no, but it's amazing because thinking back, like in my, I'm in my twenties right now, I'm considering myself to be in a um, phase where I'm developing very quickly. So I feel like when we met, that's five years ago, I feel like a completely different person, yet the energy um, and the positive vibe you and I were both carrying at that time, I think is something that was back then there and that is still there. So although I have probably, hopefully, <laughs> developed way more from back then, um, it's still that same positive connection kind of. And that's amazing. I think you've done a fabulous job. And I think that you could see that with your friendships. Right? Think about all the friendships you've developed over the years. And when, when you really look back at it, that's the true testament as the impact you've had on people. is pretty profound. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. But it's true. And that's the same thing for anyone listening. They can, anyone can have an impact on other people because you just never know who's going to what when. And if you just smile, like a smile can change somebody's life. It's just mm -hmm. simple, you know? I actually often smile at random people. <laughs> 
let it let it be here in Germany when I'm just like walking the streets um, throughout the weekend or like when I'm traveling especially when I can't speak the language I communicate with smile basically and it's always amazing and that's the beauty of when you're solo traveling because then you have like a hundred percent focus on those situations and you're just walking the streets and a local woman is sitting there in the back somewhere on the ground and you're just passing by and your eyes lock and then you give each other those genuine smiles and that's like one of the purest things that can happen like when we're talking about interaction yeah a lot of people think i'm weird i'm always smiling i'm singing songs <laughs> i dance everywhere like i don't care here's the thing yeah. is like most people are <laughs> this is a side topic but most people are, are mad at themselves and don't even like who they are as a human being so what do i care about their opinions of me right because yeah. i'm happy so if there's something wrong with being happy then i don't know what to tell you because I'm going to dance, I'm going to sing, I'm going to have fun. Like, that's the way I choose to live my life. And people <laughs> stare at me and look at me like I'm weird. And I just own it. Like, mm -hmm. why not? Yes, I'm weird. I'm happy. <laughs> I always laugh about, like, this one situation because I was at a festival once. And I was in such a good mood. And I also, like, I don't need alcohol to be happy and to dance and to just have a good time. I was dancing for seven hours straight. And a lot of people thought I was really drunk because of the way I behaved. Yeah. There was just happiness and adrenaline, basically. And that's just so amazing. I love that because if you can be like so genuinely happy with yourself, it's just such a great feeling and it's just something no one can take away from you. And so whenever something happens and whenever like any negative thing happens, let it be just a comment or like a really negative situation or something really terrible happening in your life or happening to your friends or whatever, then it's hard at that time but all that happiness and that power you carry within you is always gonna catch you. Mm -hmm. At least that's how, what I experienced these past years. I agree with you 100%. You own it. And the beauty is you can build it up for yourself. Don't wait for anyone to bring that to you. It's all within you and you just gotta unlock it and you gotta build it up. It's basically, it's your responsibility, but it seems hard and it's definitely not easy. <laughs> But it's way more beautiful than uh, just walking life in a leveled way. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the truth is like you got to get momentum on your side, right? You know about Big Mo? Big Mo, we just get the momentum going. You got that snowball, you're pushing up the hill. And once you get to the top, it, it's down. It get, so you get momentum being positive. You just got to start, right? Like just start moving. And one step, even the smallest step is still a step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. And people get hung mm -hmm. up on they need to change so fast. No. Mm -hmm. Have you read the book Atomic Habits? No. Okay, Atomic Habits. The premise is very small habits, very small change every day has massive mm -hmm. impact. So if you improve by 1%, just 1% every day for a year, at the end of the year, you are 39 times better than you were at the start of the year. And everyone can be 1% better. Oh, yeah. Well, the problem, though, is most people look at the end result. And most people love the goal, but don't love the process. Like, if you really want to be constantly happy and balanced, you kind of got to love the process. <laughs> and it's beautiful once you do. Like, it's all about that. Once you love it, it's just amazing because then, of course, you're working towards the goal, but then you're loving the process so much that while you're doing and while you're within the process, new things come up and then you start doing so much more at the same time and once you hit that one goal you've got so many more goals that you don't even care about that you hit that one it's it's a great feeling but you're already so occupied in other processes to get to other places <laughs> <laughs> it's like that isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's amazing once you get started what else happens you know yeah. you, other great things start happening to you and for you the universe starts to conspire 
yeah. There's a great, I love, you ever heard of Les Brown? No, actually not. You, okay. Anyone listening and Lisa, go on YouTube, look up Les Brown, You Gotta Be Hungry. It's beautiful. I hit it up right away. <laughs> yeah, he's, Les Brown is amazing. He's very charismatic. And um, I watched that with my son, Dylan. And it's super funny because they're like, Daddy, you gotta be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that you're teaching him these lessons. Like, because he's so young, that's well, amazing I mean, for him. He's my best project, right? It's my kid. If I, if I can't teach him, who can I teach? So many more other people. But of course, it's amazing um, to have your son and to be able to build up your son like that. Because I guess a lot of people are still throughout their whole lives, they're lost. So it's hard to pass on lessons and messages if you're not yeah, consistent in your, within yourself. Well, could you imagine being seven years old and learning those lessons? Like how, mm -hmm. what a beautiful life you have ahead of you. Like, oh. Yeah, that's amazing for him. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it all turns out well, right? <laughs> I'm I'm very certain it will. <laughs> Me too. But, you know, like. <laughs> so I I think like we, we talked a lot. This is like I could continue on forever. This is has been so beautiful already. What I always do towards the end is I ask if you're um thinking about this one thing or this one lesson you have to put down that you're going through life with. What's that one sentence you have in your head or that one thing that keeps you going and that is your drive basically? Um I would say the one lesson is that I am in complete responsibility of what happens to me. Mm, that's beautiful. Like I am the one who's in charge, good or bad, and that means I good or bad, I can fix it or make it better or continue on that path. But whatever it is, is my choice and I get to choose. That will help anyone who's listening or, you know, it's just a good reminder for myself. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I think I'm going to wrap it up here because otherwise it's going to get too long. <laughs> although I would want to continue so much longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we could do this again. Um, and I'll, of course, have you on my podcast. Yeah, we'll talk on your podcast as well. Of course, yeah. we'll do that. Thank you so much, Jeremy. This has been amazing. I'm very thankful for our friendship. I'm very thankful for all the feedback you're giving me, for all the positive energy you're sharing with me. I consider you an amazing friend and I'm so glad that our paths crossed and that I got to stay at your place. I think it was actually my first real trip booked on Airbnb. So it's very memorable and I would have never thought that it, it would lead to such a friendship. And really grateful for it. Um, I consider you such a good friend and I always like I honor your advice and your input and so yeah thanks for being in my life. <laughs> well thank you I'm super glad that uh, you were there when I opened the door and we, we you know this friendship is beautiful and I agree with you. In my opinion nothing happens by accident so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, this has been amazing. I am so happy to talk to my friend. And uh, next month we're gonna have a new of my friends uh, on the podcast. And if you want to check out more about the whole show, just go to my website throughlisaseyes.com, and you'll find everything about the podcast on throughlisaseyes.com/podcast. You'll see all the different show notes for all the different episodes, and you can read up on so much more background information. Of course, you can also check out the podcast on all different channels iTunes, Spotify, whichever you prefer. And if you just want to see more of me, just head over to Instagram and just check out my travel pictures there. You can always see a lot of updates coming there. So thanks for tuning in. And if you like the whole concept, just subscribe quickly so you get a notification next time. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing you back next month. Bye bye. <laughs>